0: Who do we have on and what are we discussing? Uh, we are talking to Kililil Capuzzo, who is the VP of Design at Uniswap Labs. Uh, And a while ago, I was uh, meeting up with Hayden when I moved here, moved to New York, and he kind of just gave me a little bit of the alpha about what they were working on over at Uniswap. And this is one of the products that they've been working on for a very long time and that they think that they can do better than the rest of the market. Of course, they think that. Uh, So we're going to (laughs) unpack this, Uh, like what about the Uniswap wallet is so magical and why is Uniswap? of all orgs, uh, Uniswap Labs, stepping into the world of the wallet game because that wallet game is very, very hot. Uh, One of the big themes of ETH Denver is the wallets. Like ERC 4337 is deployed to Ethereum. Zerion came out with a smart contract or uh, Zerion came out with a browser extension. Did they? Oh, yeah. That's the other. Yeah. So like wallets as a subject was a very big part of ETH Denver. And this is one of the bigger announcements in ETH Denver. So uh, to bring ETH Denver a little bit to the bankless listener, we're bringing one of the bigger announcements out of ETH Denver to the state of the
1: nation today. Oh, it's going to be fun to talk about this. Uh, guys, before we get in, a few disclaimers. Number one, Uniswap is a current Bankless sponsor. We thank them for that. We also hold some Uni tokens from way back. You can see all of our disclosures at bankless.com disclosures. And also uh, the wallet at bankless.eth. You can always access that. Also, I want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Kraken. Kraken is just a phenomenal exchange. It's the exchange that didn't fail you back Mm -hmm. in 2022. Okay, remember that? They've been serving customers since the early days of crypto and continue to do so. Uh, Our recommended exchange for 2023. Go check them out. We will be right back. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible.
0: Kraken has been a leader in the crypto industry for the last 12 years. Dedicated to accelerating the global adoption of crypto, Kraken puts an emphasis on security, transparency, and client support, which is why over 9 million clients have come to love Kraken's products. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, the Kraken UX is simple, intuitive, and frictionless, making the Kraken app a great place for all to get involved and learn about crypto. For those with experience, the redesigned Kraken Pro app and web experience is completely customizable to your trading needs. integrating key trading features into one seamless interface. Kraken has a 24-7, 365 client support team that is globally recognized. Kraken support is available wherever, whenever you need them, by phone, chat, or email. And for all of you NFTers out there, the brand new Kraken NFT beta platform gives you the best NFT trading experience possible. Rarity rankings, no gas fees, and the ability to buy an NFT straight with cash. Does your crypto exchange prioritize its customers the way that Kraken does? And if not, sign up with Kraken at kraken.com. Slash learning about crypto is hard. Until now, introducing MetaMask Learn, an open educational platform about crypto Web3, self-custody, wallet management, and all the other topics needed to onboard people into this crazy world of crypto. Metamask Learn is an interactive platform with each lesson offering a simulation for the task at hand, giving you actual practical experience for navigating Web3. The purpose of Metamask Learn is to teach people the basics of self-custody and wallet security in a safe environment. And while Metamask Learn always takes the time to define Web3-specific vocabulary, it is still a jargon-free experience for the crypto-curious user. Friendly not scary. Metamask Learn is available in 10 languages with more to be added soon and it's meant to cater to a global Web3 audience. So are you tired of having to explain crypto concepts to your friends? Go to learn.metamask.io and add Metamask Learn to your guides to get onboarded into the world of Web3.
1: Here, exploring the intricacies of the Uniswap wallet with Cal, who is the VP of design at Uniswap Labs. He's going to tell us what Uniswap Labs is in a minute. Uh, but Uniswap has recently unveiled a brand new mobile app. We're going to explore that today. We're going to talk about Apple and uh, the lengths it's taken. It's still a TBD on getting this across the finish line and approved via Tim Cook and the team at Apple to get this in the App Store to talk all about that uh cal welcome to bankless how you doing great
2: thanks thanks uh great to be here been a long time uh listener you know to the bankless nation well, you know so. what
1: we've been yeah. long time users of uh uniswap the little app you guys helped build and i understand cal um coming to this i was like hmm we should look up cal like what's his background he's never been on bankless uh somebody <laughs> somebody called you the johnny ive of crypto Okay. And for those not familiar, I said, I said this to David, he was like, who's Johnny, Ive?" I'm like, Johnny, Ive, the guy who did this, this phone thing that's in your hand, the iPhone, like all of these sleek designs in the early days, because I understand, uh, Cal that you were employee number two, something like this at Uniswap and responsible for the design, the aesthetic, the simplicity of that original Uniswap app. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about your story, how you got involved in Uniswap and, uh, you know, meeting Hayden and all of these things?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's very high praise. I, you know, I got a few more years to go, <laughs> uh, maybe a lot, a lot more to, to be that, but yeah, but I'll tell you a little of the background. Um, so I've known Hayden for a long time. Uh, basically we, we were, we grew up together. Um, our families knew each other back, back when we were little kids. Um, so it's been a, a long time. Um, my background is in design. You know, I went to a school for industrial design and then after that worked in the tech industry, um, Uh, doing like new and experimental products. Uh, And, you know, during that time, I was kind of seeing around me, you know, the benefits and drawbacks of these tech giants we know today, right? Um, And I was also seeing, you know, friends of mine that I knew from art school, from design school, who were trying to make a living, you know, expressing themselves on the platforms that these tech giants kind of uh, had. And I got started to get really interested in sort of questioning, like, why is it that, you know, my friend who's making the most amazing, you know, paintings or like, a really cool chair, why do they have to, like, post that work up for likes, right? Why is that the mechanism that they need to use to get exposure? So that's sort of what started my, like, you know, questioning these systems. Um, and I started to look for for things out in the world that sort of were starting to 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 think about that. And so my first sort of touch point for, for crypto, it wasn't really crypto, it was more about decentralized publishing, which... Um, we today we know as like IPFS and things like Blue Sky and kind of more the social side of things, um, but very quickly sort of like those worlds started to merge, right? And uh, Hayden and I reconnected, you know, after we had bo- both done done our things and our careers uh, at a meetup in New York City for NYC Mesh, which is like a community-owned mesh networking uh, ISP. And he showed me the first prototype of what Uniswap would become, which you should all look up by the way. It's on a blog post that we have. It's like this amazing blue, uni- flying, unicorn, crazy site. Can we that find that? Up. How would we find that? So uh, look up the Uniswap blog. Look up the, like, story of Uniswap. There's one that's, like, our history. You can probably just search, like, Uniswap history blog and uh, scroll a little bit down. There's a picture of that first site online. I think I'm okay. finding it here. A
1: short history yes. of Uniswap, this. Yes,
2: exactly. Yep, that's was this this was it? it.
0: Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> yes.
1: Yep, that's No, it. dude, I don't remember this. Oh, I remember that.
0: That's a this throwback. I remember that neon text. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So wow. little so this is the the first little uh history is that Hayden. This is the really pre Johnny Ive. Uni, the pre Johnny yeah. Ive. Okay. Really the Hayden was the first Uniswap designer, you know, in addition to being <laughs> he was he was the first of everything. everything. Else, yeah. Um but you know, in a lot of funny ways, like the the ethos and like the spirit of Uniswap here, you know, that's what we tried to bring. It's forward, similar vibe. You know. Like yeah, you have the unicorn,
1: you have the kind of the the funky like neon, the pinks, the use of yep. these uh, like unicorn like colors. Uh yep. it's similar vibe.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll be honest with you when I first saw this, oh yeah, this is also, so another thing to kind of know at the time is that this was what the standard experience for exchanging tokens I do was, right? do this. So this for, was- for the
0: podcast listeners, and, yeah. we are now looking at the infamous Ether Delta, which much more looks like a traditional centralized exchange with uh, a terrible UX UI. But if for those <laughs> that didn't actually use Ether Delta on chain, it was the worst UX <laughs> I have ever experienced. Barely I'm, functional. I barely functional. It was like three transactions to get your assets just loaded up, available oh to my trade. God. Yeah. And the, it was It was if you ever traded on Ether Delta, you probably you deserve, deserve a power. You, you, you were deserve... early.
1: You were unequivocally early AF. Yeah. What do you deserve? You're an OG. If you were if you know this, you know you are OJ OG, OG
2: Ethereum for sure. Truly, truly OG. And I think, you know, Hayden's genius in a way is that he recognized how crappy that was, right? Like Mm -hmm. not only did he have the awareness to like, you know, go read Vitalik's post, think really deeply about exchange, but also had the awareness to be like, wow, this UX sucks. This is terrible. (laughs) Um, so so yeah, to continue the story, like this is this was the context that we started talking. And um we, you know, I offered to help. It was very casual. I I barely understood it to be honest with you. Um and initially we built, yeah, you can keep scrolling a little bit to get to that first UI, I think. Uh, yeah, keep going a little bit. Uh, yeah, keep going. It's very long here. We got shirts. Um, we got a lot Yeah, of there's, there's shirts. There's a lot of history, here. you know, yada, yada, yada. He works, he works at Optimism. Hayden. Uh, that's that Hayden. Kelvin. Or, that was, that's, that's Kelvin, Kelvin yeah. That's
0: Kelvin above and Hayden down below. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're going, yeah, we're speeding right the history of Uniswap right speed now. the history. But, I, love uh, sp- I
2: love it. I love it. This is
1: a long... Long, long oh, long. It's not here.
2: Uh, oh, it's not here. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. There, there is an old version online, uh, which will f- I'll find some point. You guys can actually search probably V1 Uniswap in Google, and I'm sure it'll it'll come up. All right, I'll let uh, uh, you, if you talk about yeah. for it. Cool. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, th- those early days, you know, it, it was very casual, and and uh, we were just kind of experimenting. And the way we worked together was that, you know. I had a studio a lot like the one I'm sitting in now, maker studio kind of vibes. And I was doing some freelance work and some other Ethereum things. And, at, you know, here and there over text and Hayden would come over at, at like late at night and we just like jam for hours, honestly, uh, make, you know, developing what, what we know as like the swap UI today. And it took a long time. And I think the initial innovation, you know, like I said, design is this kind of iterative thing. Uh, you really have to like throw things at the wall and, and explore. But there are like core sort of ideas that that you're trying to kind of uh, shape, right? So there's a notion in design of this idea of like a mental model, right? I'm sure you all know what that means, but it's really important when you're doing design work to be giving people a mental model that's very clear. If you look back at that Ether Delta image, you know, there's a lot of different input boxes. There isn't like a framework for thinking about something. The innovation of the swap UI is the input output, right? It sounds kind of dumb and simple, but really having that mental model of like, give this, get that um, wasn't obvious at the time. Um, and it was only through some sort of experimentation that we kind of uh, landed on that end constraint, right? We were me and Hayden, and then eventually um, a few a, a contractor we hired to do development and then eventually Noah and then you know Uniswap team. But it was really a small team in those early days. Um, and that's what drove the constraint as well to get to the simplicity. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this perspective because I think, uh, Cal, I'm just learning
0: as as we're talking right now about just like what it means to be a designer in the world of crypto. Uh, I also appreciate the carpentry tools in the background, a designer <laughs> across all, uh, all, all respects. Um, wh- what your job is, is like there's this technology, smart contracts, uh, X times Y equals K pricing algorithms, AMMs. And it's your job to get that Uh, technology expressed up to the user in a way that like, oh, I'm landing on this page. I've never been here before, app.uniswap or uniswap.app. And then all of the design is actually illustrative and communicative of the smart contracts exactly. that underlie these things. And so, can you just like make it, maybe like walk us through your design brain, your like your thought process as you were learning about cuz we were all learning about Uniswap all at the same time. Every I remember the I remember the two weeks in crypto where Uniswap came on the scene and it was the talk of the town and everyone was trying to figure out why. And it was really that one very very elegant pricing curve. It was the like a it was the x times y equals k pricing model, but then also yep. just the automated market maker design as a whole. Can you talk yes. about as a designer, put us in your designer brain, and talk about like your thought process, like what you needed to do to your job to do your job of allowing these smart contracts to express themselves?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you set that up really well because it really is about understanding the smart contract, right? And um, you know. In those early days, I read the white paper, right? Didn't mean I understood it. I didn't understand deeply the math, right? The curve math. But what I did understand, you know, by also talking with Hayden, is started to unpack like the higher level abstractions, right? And you could start to think about when you see the parts of the system that a user touches, those are the moments that are really, really important, right? And as a designer, you start to get a, you know, the more you read, the more you talk to a a Solidity engineer or or people who are working on this stuff, that should be your question, right? Like, what is the moment that a user touches this thing, right? And let's talk about, you know, that input box, literally, right? Because a lot of crypto design at the end of the day, this is going to sound reductive, but I don't. I actually mean this kind of in a good way is a lot of them making great form inputs, right? But making intuitive um, sort of ideas and framing input boxes, right, for, for users. And then going one level deeper is like abstracting that input, abstracting the level of control that users have out into more uh, mental models that are, that are simpler, right? So if you read the Uniswap white paper, it doesn't describe, you know, two input boxes, right? That's right. not how it describes it. But it does describe a pool that has two assets right and so like those are the moments that you have to start to uh, question and and think about and the last thing i'll say just to try to keep it a little brief is like the designer's job is to understand a system and then we are the advocates for users and we try to reflect uh people's understanding at the time of the world around them so that the the patterns we use are best practices. And when I choose an input box in a, in a design and I make it feel like other input boxes that you see on the web, what I'm doing is giving people that little handhold to hold on to so that they can take the things they've learned in technology and bring it to a new system, right? And that's really the designer's job is knowing when to give pe- make people comfortable, give them handholds of things that look familiar and recognizable and when to push them a little farther right. into new systems, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I know uh, one of my takes on this when I first understood Uniswap was like, wow, this reminds me of Google, the simplicity of Google. And like from the days of of sort of the early web where we had like interfaces that looked like this, like this is Alta Vista, like back in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Alta Vista, some... Ether, Delta. You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah. and this is the Ether Delta basically. And uh, what did Google do? This was one of their first uh, interfaces from 1999, one simple yeah. search box. And yep. that's kind of the level of abstraction that the uh, uh, you know the uh, Uniswap interface provided. So um, you know, well done, Mr. Johnny. I thought that's a, a fantastic uh, way to abstract it. the design here. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. So so Uniswap is doing a wallet, and we should say this is coming from Uniswap Labs, which, right, right. Uh, as we understand, is a separate entity that is not the same as the protocol. So there's the protocol, which is basically smart contracts and a uni token. That is a separate thing. And then there's this company, like a U.S.-based company called Uniswap Labs, that is building building all sorts of crypto tooling. Some of yep. which is related to the protocol, some of which is not. And this wallet is coming out of of that company
2: of of tool makers. Is that correct? That's what Uniswap Labs is. That's correct. Yeah. And you know, maybe it's a little too strong, but to continue the analogy, you know, the way we see it is like Google built on HTTP, right, and TCP/IP. They built on protocols and. And what they did was like index that protocol, right? That's what that UI was, for, made, was made for it to do, right? And like, we see Uniswap's lab's role as like building these great consumer experiences on top of these, you know, the Uniswap protocol and other things, right? In the wallet today, we support ENS, right? We're taking advantage of this open platform that, that we can build on to, to do more. Yeah. Really cool. So tell us why a wallet? why did you go
1: down this um path uh why did why did you have the odd de- we have wallets in crypto i also had did- wallets <laughs>
2: yeah tell us why a wallet yeah why a wallet well i mean the the story is fairly simple uh you know at the end of the day basically because we built this interface that that was very simple uh we found growth right we found product market fit for that specific tool and what we started to hear from users is all of the pain points of using crypto today. So what happens, Many, if, if any of you out there listening have worked at you know, DAP companies, I'm sure what you've found is that the number one thing for customer support is wallet pain points. So Uniswap Labs, Uniswap, what we hear most often is the problems that users have, not with the protocol, not with the app, but... With the wallets themselves. So for the past few years, Hayden and I have always wanted to solve this, right? We always felt like, oh man, like all these problems that you know, a lot of this has been solved today, but back in the day, like tokens not appearing in, in your in your wallet after you swap them. Like that's ridiculous. That is so simple, right? But that was a big pain point and continues actually to be for many people. And so we knew these problems existed, we knew that we could do great UX, you know, from our experience in, in the, uh, on the app. And we thought that we are like no better prime to be the people because we understood it because we know people's pain points to be delivering a great wallet to people.
0: And so, so uh, Cal, um, I think the question that people all have that I certainly have is that in what ways is Uniswap innovating on the wallet on the wallet landscape, well, like where are the pain points that Uniswap is trying to smooth over? So if yeah. if we had Ether Delta and then we had Uniswap on the AMM, and you fix that problem, uh, yeah. are you apply is that or is that the same mental model that we should apply here? Like if the current landscape of wallets is Ether Delta, where are we going? Where's the future of UX going inside it, and how is Uniswap leading us there?
2: Yeah, that's that's a great question. And I think the day, just to caveat this to say, like, where we are today with wallets is a lot better than we, where we were with, with uh, decentralized exchanges back then. Um, but we, you know, Uniswap Labs wants to be in that conversation because we have, you know, a world-class protocol engineering team um, who can innovate on, you know, smart contract wallets and safes and all this kind of stuff. And we really want to be in that conversation because we think we have something to add. Um, yeah, on the UX side, you know, so there's a bunch of things we're doing in our wallet that some other people do, but we think we deliver as like a great package, especially for like swapping users specifically. Um, things like, you know, showing assets across all chains instantly, right? Or all the chains that your swap supports instantly, um, making that data really reliable and robust and accurate. Um, you know, doing push notifications that are real time after swaps so that you are confident about the swap that you're actually doing um, in your wallet and making a onboarding uh, kind of process and a backup process that, you know, to, if you really don't care about it, you don't have to see a seed phrase ever, right? You can just rely on the system that we, we kind of have built that's super secure and very safe, um, to get board and get started, uh, swapping. Wait, what is that system? Uh, basically when you get started, you know, you can back up to iCloud, um, oh, okay. in addition to backing up on a paper, you know, uh, you know, uh, backing receipt phrase on paper. So you can kind of choose, pick and choose. And, you know, these days I am still kind of a privacy and security maxi and I don't necessarily like recommend that everybody should be backing stuff up to iCloud. It's really a user should choose that. But if you're just getting started in crypto, you know, for most people who are not super tech literate, who are just getting started, we should be offering things well, like this ba- to, yeah. Yeah. It's better than using your seed
1: phrase, like losing your seed phrase, like which is what a a crypto uh, noob can do. So if if you don't feel comfortable maintaining custody of that, then maybe you have to do that. that. I I will remind folks that, of course, that um, Apple iCloud. Because I just looked into this, um, it's not um, end-to-end encrypted. So that means it is encrypted, but Apple has um, the keys as well. So they could, if they wanted to. They could kind of go in there and, and yoink your funds. Uh, One thing we've done
2: to like help with this is we've actually gave it gave the users an additional level of security on top of just iCloud. So when you do an iCloud backup, you yeah. actually have to set a personal passphrase on the backup, right? So mm. iCloud Apple would have to you know somehow get that personal passphrase to even unlock. So you're encrypting it before you back it up. Into correct. ICloud. Correct. Oh, yes, that's smarter. correct. Okay. Yep. So that's yep. better. Yeah. So we've really like, like I said, like our team is like really, really um, careful and very specific when we offer things like this, we're not YOLOing, you know, at times it means that we're like still, you know, like doing, you know, we're still a little, maybe like behind the Pure, pure meta of like four four three seven, right? Exact, you know. For example, but we're really, really particular and careful to make sure that the tools we're giving people are a truly like bankless experience, right? That we're not putting people into a position that would compromise um, security if another part of the system was compromised.
1: We're definitely going to talk about four three three seven smart contract while it's not sort of thing. We're also we want a demo of this uh, in a few minutes, but before we get there, I want to ask: We're just talking about iCloud. Can Let's talk about Apple for a minute, sort okay? Apple, yeah. So I, I, um, woke up to this a little bit. I was like, not doing crypto things all weekend, which is unusual for me. But uh, on Monday, I woke up to uh, some stories uh, I was seeing, and I'd heard this uh, by the by, you know, through the rumor mill, et etc. That Apple was blocking, is actively kind of blocking Uniswap from launching its self-custodial wallet, and really that the Uniswap team had been given no reason. And my immediate reaction to that is like, uh, assuming that's true, we can kind of like validate that with you maybe maybe today, is like, man, I'm so tired of our technical overlords gatekeeping the internet. Like, yeah. who are you, Tim Cook or Apple, to say that this specific uh, self-custodial wallet is okay and this is not, right? Yeah. And um, I'm wondering if, if that is indeed a true story. Has Apple been actively blocking Uniswap from deploying its wallet because, as I understand it, going into this conversation, it you cannot go into the Apple iOS store and download it. There is maybe a test flight link that we can talk about in in a minute, um, but they've been blocking you. It's not because the app's not ready; it's because you just haven't been able to get through the gatekeepers. Can you tell us about this?
2: Yeah, yeah, happy to. Um, yeah, so so you're right. That's that's where we're at. Uh, it's a test flight right now. Um, we I would say the way to frame it is that we're in dialogue with Apple. This, you know it's not a no go, no go like sort of blocked, purely blocked thing. It's a conversation that we're having. Um, and we also understand that many other you know, DAP developers in the space have also run into similar issues with Apple. And the kind of like phrase that I, I've been using is it almost feels like're we're, we're like playing by a rule book that we can't read right? And that's like a pretty tough place to be in as an organization, you know, a company that's investing money in building this, you know, investing people's time in this kind of stuff, right? And so it's definitely reminded us as an organization, you know, on the positive side, like why we got into this in the first place, you know, why we're building on open platforms, open protocols, you know, things without this kind of gatekeeper in the way. I think, you know, to I am... optimistic about this. I hope that Apple kind of sees the light. I think that Uniswap as an example and other companies out there are examples of like great safe crypto experiences, right? Safe and secure crypto experiences. And that's kind of why, you know, in addition to being a great developing platform, that's why we we want to be on the Apple App Store, right? Is because we're actually aligned with their goal of keeping users safe, right? We have token warnings in the app that don't block, but warn you. We have great you know, back and recovery. We like give you access to, you know, pretty above board sort of things. And so, we want to be in that, playing in that world, and we just hope that Apple sees it that way as well. Uh, so far, we'll see.
0: I, I think there's two different conversations here about uh, apps in the Apple Store as it relates to crypto uh cal you you said uh playing by a rule book that you can't read my my into but also that apple is in conversations with you guys so it's not like things are frozen or bad and it, it kind of just seems like my uh, my intuition here is that apple is probably also confused and learning how to do this right like yeah. okay crypto apps unprecedented amount of crypto scams new risk dependencies that they've never ever had to like meaningfully thought of uh and then there's also things like Okay, how does Apple charge charges 30% tax? And I think there's probably two routes here. Like, one, there might be some set of features that Apple's like, hey, we want 30%, and then there's another set of features who are like, hey, we need to make sure it's legit and not a scam and not like FTX and what what are our, is our responsibilities here? Is that is would you say that that's a fair summary of the problem set here?
2: yeah i think that's exactly right basically and and it's true you know this is it is a new industry and and just understanding like the mechanisms of apple and the review team you know their distributed team they have a lot of different people who review apps and it's complicated you know i I have to give it to them like it's a complicated world um that being said it's that their application of their system is very very inconsistent
0: Okay, which of the Uniswap, maybe the answer is both, which of the features inside of the Uniswap wallet do you think has offended Apple?
2: (laughs) Uh, Great question. It's the unicorn, Uh, isn't it? They don't like unicorn. unicorn. (laughs) It's the unicorn, that's right. Yeah, I mean, look, like, to be honest, we actually, like, this is really honest. Like, we don't exactly know which specific issue it is, right? We get through this whole process, which, to be honest, has been months. We've gotten actually different answers almost every time. And it seems like the answers they are giving are changing, you know, as they get more information, as they learn more, but also it's confusing. Yeah. Okay. So just put us in the perspective of
0: Uniswap as it's going through this. When you guys get an answer back from uh, Apple, I don't know what it's like to push an Apple, (laughs) uh, an app through test flight or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if I have a support ticket, like it's a different person answering the support ticket. And so like, it's just chaotic just because it's a different person. How coherent is this relationship?
2: Yeah. Um, without like going into too many details, that isn't, that is something that has happened. You know, it's, it. you don't always talk to the same person. Um, but I will say at this point, you know, again, not to go too far into it. I think we are now at a point where we're having more consistent conversations. Cool. So, um, we really hope to work through it soon. Yeah.
1: Wait, yeah. Isn't guys, isn't this whole thing kind of stupid? I'm <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I just like on the, on the actual public internet, you can deploy things without going through support tickets and asking for somebody's permission, who has to take the time to understand the industry to figure out if this is a scam or not. Like I'm just kind of sad that we've gotten to this point where the computers that we hold in our pockets are still so kept. It is not the free open internet. This is not TCPIP. IP. This is the Apple App Store whose governance layer is Apple shareholders, essentially. And like, that's not the way it should be. Uh, I, this is just a rant, nothing anyone could solve, but I, we're hearing this from a lot of, um, I, I think, uh, crypto developers and organizations trying to go through the app store that like things have really cooled post 2022 and FTX, like that has put a pause where people are like, everything in crypto must be a scam because of FTX. And because of, um, uh, you know, uh, Do, Do Kwan and, and Luna and Terra and i think that's put a chill on it and then they also they don't know what their their business model is and so they're just kind of in the state of of not knowing what to do and so they're by default freezing everything is that consistent
2: yeah and maybe one more thing to add there too is not only you know is it confusing we have also seen here and there you know, scam apps make it through, right? So not only, you know, is the system that we're talking about, you know, a little bit non-transparent, it's hard to understand the rules, but even with that level of gatekeeping, even with the system is in place, there are still harmful things making it through. And I think that's an example of when the system starts to fail and, and yeah. part of, you know, why we're all working in this industry,
0: yeah. Uh, so what Bankless listeners don't see, Cal, is that you've actually logged into the Zoom here with your phone. Uh, and so right. we are going but to it's... take a peek at the uh, at the actual Uniswap wallet in a hot second as soon as we come back from <laughs> these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible. Great. Uniswap is the largest on-chain marketplace for self-custody digital assets. Uniswap is, of course, a decentralized exchange, but you know this because you've been listening to Bankless. But did you know that the Uniswap web app has a shiny new fiat on-ramp. Now you can go directly from fiat in your bank to tokens in DeFi inside of Uniswap. Not only that, but Polygon, Arbitrum, and Optimism Layer 2s are supported right out of the gate. But that's just DeFi. Uniswap is also an NFT aggregator, letting you find more listings for the best prices across the NFT world. With Uniswap, you can sweep floors on multiple NFTs and Uniswap's universal router will optimize your gas fees for you. Uniswap is making it as easy as possible to go from bank account to bankless assets across ethereum and we couldn't be more thankful for having them as a sponsor so go to app.uniswap.org today to buy sell or swap tokens and nfts The Phantom wallet is coming to Ethereum. The number one wallet on Solana is bringing its millions of users and beloved UX to Ethereum and Polygon. If you haven't used Phantom before, you've been missing out. Phantom was one of the first wallets to pioneer Solana staking inside the wallet and will be offering similar staking features for Ethereum and Polygon. But that's just staking. Phantom is also the best home for your NFTs. Phantom has a complete set of features to optimize your NFT experience. Pin your favorites, hide your uglies, burn the spam, and also manage your NFT sale listings from inside the wallet. Phantom is of course a multi-chain wallet, but it makes chain management easy, displaying your transactions in a human-readable format with automatic warnings for malicious transactions or phishing websites. Phantom has already saved over 20,000 users from getting scammed or hacked. So, get on the Phantom waitlist and be one of the first to access the multi-chain beta. There's a link in the show notes or you can go to phantom.app/waitlist to get access in late February. Hey Bankless Nation, if you're listening to this, it's because you're on the free Bankless RSS feed. Did you know that there's an ad-free version of Bankless that comes with the Bankless Premium subscription? No ads, just straight to the content. But that's just one of many things that a Premium subscription gets you. There's also the Token Report, a monthly bullish, bearish, neutral report on the hottest tokens of the month. And the regular updates from the Token Report go into the Token Bible, your first stop shop for every token worth investigating in crypto. Bankless Premium also gets you a 30% discount to the permissionless conference which means it basically just pays for itself there's also the airdrop guide to make sure you don't miss a drop in 2023 but really the best part about bankless premium is hanging out with me Ryan and the rest of the bankless team in the inner circle discord only for premium members want the alpha check out Ben the analyst's degen pit where you can ask him questions about the token report got a question I've got my own Q&A room for any questions that you might have At Bankless, we have huge things planned for 2023, including a new website with login with your Ethereum address capabilities. And we're super excited to ship what we are calling Bankless 2.0 Soon TM. So if you want extra help exploring the frontier, subscribe to Bankless Premium. It's under 50 cents a day and provides a wealth of knowledge and support on your journey West. I'll see you in the Discord. All right. And we are back and we're going to take a peek under the hood of the Uniswap wallet. And I actually uh, downloaded the Uniswap wallet and I put uh, some some Ether, some USDC, and also a crypto coven this morning, which is why I bought a coven if you were following me on Twitter. I think it's great. Uh, It's my first pink wallet. Cal, can you really just like walk us through and uh, take us a uh, a peek under the hood for us and show us what
2: this wallet can really do? Absolutely. Happy to. Um, So I'm going to be sharing from my phone here. So. Uh, the thing I'm going to show first is a little bit of the onboarding experience, um just because I think it's important. So I'll show this briefly, and then actually I have to type a password, so I'm going to stop and then reshare it in a second. But it's worth cool. worth going through. So one of the key things that um, happens here when you get started in the in the wallet is that there's a few options. You can create a new one. you know, this is where you you do start with a recovery phrase. You can import an existing one, uh, right? so from from any other wallet that you can export a seed phrase from. Um, And you can add a view-only wallet. So if somebody gets their hand on this test flight and you don't feel comfortable with security, add your view-only wallet. Just paste your public address, your ENS name in. You can see it and experience it before, you know, try before buy sort of thing. Um, If you are comfortable, which, you know, we all are uh, at Uniswap, you know, I put my my seed phrase in, all the developers are in, we're like, the the app is done. It's not uh, a beta, you know, it's ready to be launched. We're still just in this thing with Apple. So just... That. And then I did want to show this sort of restore from iCloud thing. You know, like I said, it, it's a, a, a passphrase, but when I do this, um, so essentially it'll detect that I have a backup uh to 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 get. So let me just stop here. So I'm gonna stop sharing, put my password in, and then uh I'll show you low. the next
1: yeah, I'll show did you the I, next screen. Your password?
2: <laughs> you know, yeah. uh if people want to uh, you know, the OG multisig, right? <laughs> <laughs> Right, hold on a so
1: you're trusting this to back up your 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 mm-hmm. stuff to yeah, this is this
2: a real password, man right. yes, it's it's uh, it's real. I mean, that's what I said about the iCloud, the security and backup uh, this sort yeah. of um you well, know I people, trust you you encrypt yeah, it before you encrypt, you encrypt it exactly. So it what I'm cloud. doing right now is actually um using my encrypted, using my passphrase to unencrypt, right mm-hmm. the backup essentially.
1: Uh, So Um, you're already logged into, you're already authenticated uh, in iCloud on your phone, and then you're just putting in your own password that you control.
2: Exactly. So here's what's something really cool we do is that we actually auto detect all uh, addresses that are derived from a seed phrase that have a balance and auto uh, select them for you. So I can go and continue here, right? You can see iCloud backup. I can add a manual backup, and I can even learn about what a recovery phrase is. Uh, Continue. So I'll turn on notifications here um and then also turn on face id for security and i'm in
0: so okay the fa- face id i've seen with other wallets means that the actual uh, private keys for these wallets is held in this secure enclave for the phone is that uh, what's right. going on
2: here yep and uh we've done uh we've kind of done a really good job sort of Lowering like taking that part of the security model like to a lower part of the stack and and ri- ri- written it in Rust. So it's not happening in React Native. Like the engineering of this thing is really robust and secure. And we're thinking about that detail. You can learn about this, by the way. While it's open source, which is pretty cool, you can learn about how it's built, the whole stack, you can fork it. It's it's out there. And so whoever's Ooh. like if someone's really into it, you uh, can fork it, you oh, know. Man. Um You got to do a bunch of some of your own work around the data layer, but you know, it's out there, uh, same way. That's the original, (laughs) let's uh... see if we can get it into the app store. What color should (laughs)
1: our wallet be? let's do black. Bankless red, red. Red? So (laughs) so one,
0: one feature that we, uh, didn't talk about, but we definitely have seen is that there, you can manage multiple wallets inside the wallet. Uh, so this is not a, you open up this wallet and you can add more wallets too. And you so you can manage multiple wallets all at the same time.
2: Right. Right. Um, right now, it, this, we only support one uh, seed phrase, it, multiple seed phrase support coming soon. Um, cool. We just wanted to make sure we're like really good at what we do. So, you know, that, that'll be coming soon, but off the same phrase, I can now go through these wallets. Right. And I can just tap between and it's pretty easy. Um, this is my main, you know, public wallet, my ENS, you can, I can look on it at it uh, quickly. We, we really focus on making things swipeable, right. Um, to, Get easy access to to like all your assets um, in your wallet uh, you can just quickly go to the nfts that you have view them um you know look at the latest activity um it's all across optimism arbitrum polygon right now um and so all the assets that i have across all those chains are just right there in what front you. you have some hex cow uh, you didn't see anything don't you know <laughs> <laughs> actually they uh they they did have some airdrop. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, that's my excuse it yet. too. Big yeah. X holder. I
0: um, think the, the biggest thing that I noticed standing out here is the little chain indicators below each of the assets. So you have yeah. optimistic ETH for Ether and uh, oh, yeah, that's optimism. that's cool. Uh, yep. And then that's got the little red circle. Uh, then you have yep. a normal Ethereum and then also Arbitrum Ethereum. Um, yep. And that's sort of when in, when I I saw this wallet for the first time, that's really the thing that noticed and stood out to me. Uh, and as we all know, like we are moving into the multi-chain future, multi-layer twos. Uh, we're already talking about super chains and layer threes. Is there, do you have a plan, Cal, for how you plan to uh, tackle all of this stuff?
2: Yeah. Um, so the way we, we think about it at Uniswap is that we love the multi chain future. We love L2s, um especially EVM L2s. We think it is part a big big part of the future of of all this stuff. And when we think about um assets, you know, the ultimate vision is that you should never really have to unless if you if you don't want to like touch a chain, a network switcher again, right? Um all apps should be across all chains. Um you know, it should be seamless. You should have the indicator so that you understand the security model you're opting into when you do that. But at the end of the day, you know, that should be available for you. And um, that's something we're working towards in the multi-chain future. Can yeah. we talk
1: about NFTs? So first of all, yeah. swipe over to NFTs, if you will. Um, show us, like, what
2: what are these things? What is that mushroom head thing? <laughs> the mushroom head. All right. This is a Shroomio. Um, you know, <laughs> tapping on it, pretty pretty nice. You get a little <laughs> uh, preview of the image. Um You'll notice here there's also a small button that actually shows the floor price of this collection. And nice. you have some details around here. And if I click on that, uh, something we're working on, the next release will have a much more improved version of this, but you actually can explore the collection as well. And so you can go through, um, find different Trumios. Uh, and actually see some details about this collection at the same time. Now, do you guys uh, um, offer NFT kind of trading functionality
1: inside of the app uh, right now? Because I know uh, Uniswap Labs is doing something big in the NFT aggregation uh, realm with um, the the company you just bought.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, So we now have, if you go to the Uniswap web app, we have an NFT tab um, that is basically a marketplace aggregating um, all the major NFT marketplaces and getting you great prices for uh buying and and selling nfts um right now on the wallet it's view only so we we don't offer the actual like functionality of the marketplace um you know maybe one day we can kind of up in the air a little bit based on this apple conversation
0: yeah yeah this is uh i'm guessing going back to the apple conversation we already had this is the the conversation that like apple would like probably enjoy their 30 percent take on this one this
2: is probably i'm guessing that's the that that conversation is that right Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I know they that it's a broader conversation, like the whole industry is in that same right. conversation right now. Right. Yep. How does, how
1: does Apple think it can do that 30%, like, how do they think they can charge 30% tax on NFTs?
2: I don't understand how that's sustainable. It's a great question. And one, one thing that we think about is, so just like to zoom out for a second, like what we believe is like, we have to build the best user experience possible so that, People love these experiences and then go to Apple and advocate for the access to them, right? Like it won't only be the uh company that has, you know, the end the the the, the leverage with Apple. It'll also be if we can build, you know, great safe user experiences um, that people love. That will also ultimately be a big part of the leverage for Apple to start considering this t- technology as serious. So user demand. Uh, okay, so yep.
1: um, can people, Cal, get this? right now uh there is i believe a test flight version of it so you can't find this in apple um store right now in the app store that's right some sort of a test flight version and for the people kind of watching this or listening
2: are they able able to access that or is that limited um so we'll have a a link at the end of this show that you can uh go and download it'll be a little little bit limited i think the the test flight invite will have a hundred um 100 links on it but first stay first, hundred are,
0: viewers, first hundred viewers first hundred viewers scan the the QR to scan code. yeah get your Whoa. QR code
2: thing um ready you know and uh basically scan it but if you follow our twitter uh get on our discord we're slowly inviting more um we really want people to be uh like engaged and give us feedback cuz we're learning right so we're learning about what makes it wild great what people want to see and What's kind of you know a, a good thing about this beta program or this this uh, sorry the test flight program is that we have an opportunity to kind of hear from you and so get on it um, grab grab an invite and message us and teach us what we need to know. Cal just swapped
0: sold OP for Ether on Optimism chain. Wow, I can't believe you would do that to the Optimism team. Um, <laughs> honest, <laughs> brutal, brutal. <laughs> uh okay okay, okay. okay. Tanks, so one you, percent you can trade on other layer twos and on the ethereum main chain that's you can right. do that natively in the app can you trade yep. from arbitrum to optimism or vice versa or what about this world
2: great great question not yet not yet um that's something we obviously are working on it would be if we would be foolish not to um but it's something we want to get right the first time right um we think that cross-chain bridging is, is challenging uh, to do it right and, uh, you know, download the wallet and tell us if you want it, right? I know that I do. I think that is something that uh, we really believe in and, and want to bring to it, but we wanted to, like, make sure we got the basics of, of swapping the way they are on the web app down uh, to start and so that cool. we're starting just with, uh, you know, swapping on, on each individual chain. All right,
0: because yeah. I know I know of two different decks and bridge aggregator aggregators that would love to be your guys as service provider. If the uh, if you guys were were open to that, I'm sure. Uh, it, but this isn't a an issue about Apple, right? This that, that's just a a Uniswap tech conversation. Yep, exactly, exactly. Okay. Yep. Cool. A lot of this conversation is us just like poking around. It's like, all right, where is Apple coming in here? And then where is actually Ethereum limitations coming in here? What is that Which one's heart? holding
2: us back? What's the big heart what, at the top The there? big heart. So one of the pretty unique features about the wallet is that um, you can actually start... We're starting to step into a little bit of the social Ethereum world here. And so you'll notice I have two favorite wallets. Um, does any, do you, either of you have an ENS that I can put in here? Uh, David Hoffman.eth, brother. David Hoffman. That e. all right. So this is you. I don't know mm-hmm. why that ens name is not resolving. It should. That's but... on me. I haven't done that yet. Ah, I see. But you can see, I can actually search you, uh, go through, and find you know your Ooh, nfts. Look at those collectibles.
0: Yeah, those, yeah, those are some beautiful look nfts. At those right there.
2: And I can even go and see the entire uh, collection Whoa. here. Right.
0: So there's no cool. way that that the sound plays. Correct.
2: Oh, I don't know. That is that. a music think... and that is a podcast. Not, not NFT. yet. But that's something uh, I know. Uh, feature request, David. Yeah, feature request. yeah feature request. <laughs> um, and then you know, let's say I'm curious about the, the what you're doing on chain, right? I can see your activity, okay. but you know I can see the uh, the uh, crypto company you bought, but I can mm. favorite basically and and favorite your wallet. And now, if I go back to my explore screen, you'll be here for me to have, mm. to have as a tap away. And I can also do that with tokens, right? So if I go to blur, I hit favorite up here. Give it a second. Okay. Back. Oh, so that's why Hex is I had to show you because you favorited it. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I got all my, my DGen wallet. No, no. Uh it's just <laughs> <laughs> we're just showing you on-chain data. Yeah. So so that's kind of the system that uh we're setting up and we're kind of like starting to test around favorites and around making a dashboard that reflects the way you use, you know, uh crypto. And you'll see a lot, lot more of this. Uh, this is our you know, MVP first iteration of this. Um, you'll see stuff with NFTs coming soon. You'll see more rich uh, and complex ways of seeing the chain um, in that form. And then last thing, just to, to feature-wise, you know we have send and receive. We have a beautiful design for different wallets that pops up um, if you you know switch around. So depending on the wallet I'm on, it'll actually like theme it. And then last thing is uh, we, of course, support Wallet Connect, right? So... Actually, let's see if I go back to this other wallet. I think I don't have any connected. But what will happen is if I connect to a, um, a DApp right in that connection, it'll say nine connections. You can manage it. You you can actually have multiple DAP connections across multiple networks at the same time. So you're never you don't have to change the entire wallet the way you have to do in MetaMask to be connected to a chain. So that reflects our kind of belief in the multi-chain future. So uh, and you this can just connect really any cool. time. Can, can we just? Yeah. Uh... Can you can I mean,
1: we need to send this to Apple. Like they need to hear that this is a pretty pretty uh, sleek user experience, and uh, that uh, the UniSwap Labs team is not a bunch of scammers. Uh, these guys are legit. They built a fantastic useful product, and this is uh, a an ask to Apple to release the app. I mm-hmm. think there's a ton of people in the bankless community who actually want this. Um, yeah, I doubt anyone listens, but they should be. <laughs> So, so definitely we got some
0: Apple listeners for sure. Uh, Cal, can you just, maybe just run us through a bunch, I'm assuming there's like a bunch of small things that you want. Here's a, a list that I can come up in, in my head, um, yep. a, a, like a total, total wallet value chart over time, like so, features like this, like, what what else is coming yep. down the pipeline that you can just talk about?
2: Yeah. Great question. Great question. Um, Yeah. So of course, like more analytics around uh, assets, you know, uh, for instance, you know being able to see past uh buys and sells on a different asset we want to improve the the actually the history a lot more um you know you don't we we don't think you should always have to go to etherscan if you don't want to we want to be able to show transactions in a very legible way and the number one re- request we've got from early beta testers is uh dap browser um so nice. look out for that soon and I think uh there's some really other really deep cool stuff that we've been exploring um that aligns with sort of, you know, I think the broader industry social vision for uh, for crypto around ENS names and connectivity and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but of course, we want to do the basics right uh soon. So and then, you know, the last thing too, just mentioned, I, I know we talked a little bit about this. I don't know how much time we have left, but just the world of smart contract wallets. Um tiny kind of little leak, you know, that we haven't said publicly before, but just the first few months of building this wallet. We did build a smart contract wallet as what? a prototype. And it's not something that we're ready to put out into the world. We want to be a part of the broader 4337 conversation and like be working with the industry. But just that that's one of the reasons we really wanted to build this wallet is because we have those protocol engineers in-house who are like top of the top, right? And we have a lot to say about what that future might look like.
0: Right. This was the other main big um, announcement that happened at ETH Denver at WalletCon was uh, for ERC-4337, not EIP-437, was that uh, deployed as a smart contract on Ethereum, which opened up smart contracting enable enab- uh, capabilities. Cal, is that like that ERC, that smart contract on the layer one that's already deployed, is that what is related to the future potential Uniswap smart contract wallet? Or is that a different set
2: of innovations that also needs to come down the pipeline? Well, I would say that that is, you know, I think Uniswap, you know, the protocol and our involvement with like Ethereum and the the dev community, we, we want to be really tight, right? We want to be contributing to that conversation and we want to be contributing to standards. I think that we're, we're not interested in like going and building our own, you know, a little bubble. That's why we open source the wallet. That's why we open source, um, the web app and all the, you know, all the work that we do. And so if, you know, when, when we talk about smart contract wallets or whatever, um, Definitely we would be part of that as well. Yeah. Um,
0: so, so, so zooming that, out uh, just really quickly, because we started this conversation as like, oh, what Uniswap Labs service provider on top of you know the Uniswap protocol. Uh, and we also yeah. talked about the design of EtherDelta to where we are today, which the much more elegant design of Uniswap and all the other DEXs. Um, What uh, A little fun fact that we haven't covered in is like the Uniswap uh, UX, the trading interface has been like forked a ton of times uh, because it's seemingly the best kind of way to illustrate a DEX. Um, but, but Cal, can you just connect us the, with this product and the rest of what Uniswap Labs is doing? So like now we kind of have gotten a peek under the hood. We see what you're up to. We see what Uniswap Labs is to. Let's zoom all the way back out and go back up to the Uniswap Labs level. What is Uniswap Labs
2: doing? Like, what is it? What is the North Star for Uniswap Labs? Totally. Uh, so, you know, our, our company mission is to unlock universal ownership and exchange. That's sort of our top level, you know, guiding North Star. Um, for us, that looks like you know, uh, iterating and and sort of improving the very core, you know, marketplaces and access to assets, um, innovating on, you know, the protocol, innovating on other things like the universal router, which gives like users great prices. And, And the cool thing recently has been like integrating our learnings about, sorry, getting a little deep, deep in technical stuff, but integrating learnings about tokens and Bringing that into the world of NFTs, so that all of a sudden, digital assets are not siloed by you know their their asset type, right? I should be able standard, to, yeah. to yeah, I should be able to swap any any ERC twenty for any uh, NFT and vice versa. And this should, this world is the one we believe in. And then alongside that is just yeah, in, uh, increasing you know access, right? And and so that's what the wallet is about for us. You know, uh, in, in addition to the other things I said about making it easier to use. Um, use Ethereum, easier to use crypto. And we think we have a long way to go. Uh, There's a lot, a lot, a lot of innovation that still has to happen, but uh, we want to be a platform uh, that you can come to as a new user, you know, get started in under two minutes and have the same security, you know, not give away your security, right? You should have your rights. You should own your stuff. We will never give that up. We will always like maintain people's uh, security and privacy as a first class piece of the system, but it should be as easy to use as any other, um, you know, system out there with with familiar logins, with familiar things like that, um, and so that's our vision. You know, we really want to make it easy and make it better. So, on this vision and and the
1: future of of wallets that you see, so you, you were talking earlier about smart contract wallets, then we talked briefly about ERC four three three seven. I'm not yet sure if I understand ERC four three three seven, which yeah. is kind of this uh this account abstraction standard on top of ethereum that is now live and active like it just seemed to come out of nowhere yeah. and i'm i'm curious as like uh we haven't seen this on the user interface side sort of expressed and so yep. everything that we saw on the uniswap wallet there with with erc 4337 or smart contract wallet future like what actually improves about yeah. the user experience yep
2: yeah so Right now we're building, we have it as an EOA and we started there because that's what most people have. Today. EOA is but,
0: externally owned account, which simply put, it's the opposite yep. of a smart contract wallet. It's the wallet that yep. you probably have, listener. It's, the, it's your thing C-phrase that, thing. It's your C-phrase
2: thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks for, for helping mm-hmm. me there. Um. So what will change in the smart contract wallet world? Okay. So there's a, there's a little bit of a complexity here is that, like you said, th- this is a, uh, it's not a change to Ethereum yet, right? But it may be in the future. But, the, but even in the world today, if I had a smart contract wallet, here's a few things that could happen. First of all, I could log in with a phone number or email, or really sign up with a phone number or email, um, in addition to adding another layer of, secu- of security like an on-device, um, um, like in the hardware security model on your device, right? And when I signed up for a wallet or, or log in for with an email or a phone number, I would use basically a two-factor or passwordless loop to authenticate my wallet, my my smart contract wallet, basically. Um, and in that way, I can actually secure the, you know, a part of of the smart contract wallet um, in, you know, by using this loop and on device. And the really innovative thing there is that the smart contract wallet basically is a system where, if I want to do an action. As a user, all I need to do is sign with the security that I've added, right? So I might sign with my face ID plus my logged in account, right? And in that way, I can submit that signature to a relayer who will start to do things on my behalf. That could be things like recover the wallet, right? I could add uh, either individuals or I could add other devices that helped me recover the wallet. I could also do things like pay for a transaction in any token that I have in my wallet, right? So I could even onboard with a phone number, top up through a fiat on-ramp with USDC and do my first transaction all in a very short time frame by delegating some of these actions to the relayers, right? So I don't have to go through the process of buying ETH, for instance. I don't have to go through the process, uh, all these complicated processes. So that's like a little story that will be possible in the future with these smart contract wallets in addition to d- other things. Kind of is possible now with ERC4337? Yep, yep. Um, you can actually try some of these wallets on chain right now. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few of them out there uh, that have done sort of the demos of this. And
0: then the the metaphor that I use to really explain, because everyone explains smart contract wallets in a different way. And they usually do it with explaining some certain story, right? Like, you know, those whole approvals before you trade a token on Uniswap, well, you can actually combine them together because of smart contract wallets, you know, like gasless trading where like a different account can pay for your gas. You can do that with smart contract wallets. Everyone is like doing the whole, let's explain what a smart contract wallet is by feeling the different parts of the elephant. The way that I've tried to explain like what the elephant actually is, is like, think of an e. oa an externally owned account, as a Bitcoin wallet, as in it's a dumb, stupid input output calculator wallet. No offense, Bitcoin, sorry. Um, and then a smart contract wallet is an Ethereum wallet, as in it's a wallet with a chip in it. It's a Turing complete wallet. It's a general like smart contract enabled wallet. And so your wallet is now smart. And most people like that Once they figure that out, their brain breaks and they realize that only one half of Ethereum is unlocked and smart contract wallets like unlock the other half. Um this is just the metaphor that I use.
1: My like my way of explaining that is like coming from the other direction of like a non crypto native who's like seed phrases are dumb. Why do I need those? This is stupid and complicated. This is why Venmo is better and crypto sucks. And this gives the us parity, basically. With a Venmo-style account recovery correct. wallet, except it's completely self-sovereign, That's which correct. is a huge design uh, user experience yep. upgrade.
2: Yep, and and you know I might have done the best job explaining it, but furthermore, like what's really beautiful about the system is that depending on how you implement it, the user gets to choose their own security model. Right? We've been talking about at Uniswap this idea of like a progressive wallet experience for a little bit, which is the idea that like when you first onboard and you put your first hundred dollars in your wallet you probably don't re- you don't require the same amount of security you do as if when you have $10,000 in the wallet right and users should be able to kind of like we should be able to give users upgrade, that security right? and the upgrade the security over time as they get deeper into crypto into ethereum without forcing them to deal with this very complex thing up front and that's like a really key i think that will be really key to making these things more intuitive and what's really cool about this is it'll allow you to do things like over time set spending limits on the wallet. Over time, put specific NFTs in a specialized vault that the smart contract wallet owns and only, you know, be able to spend them with two-factor, real true two-factor authentication on an Authy app, right? Imagine I could do that with my most valuable NFT that I could only send it once I put that code in from Authy. I mean, that's pretty cool. This is
1: hugely bullish overall. I think that the overall theme, we're talking uh, about the Uniswap wallet today, but the overall theme for crypto natives is we are Entering the golden age of wallets, right. it's about to get a lot better. I barely even scratch the surface. We talk a lot really? about like what's holding crypto back from a scalability perspective, and for so long it's been uh, more transactions per second, ETH gas fees are too high, all of these things. That's still a factor that we're solving with layer twos. Another like less talked about reason we haven't been able to scale crypto is our user experience ain't all that good, right? It still takes a lot of effort. Like, your mom can't use this. Grandma can't use this. Uh, I don't know if grandma will be able to use the Uniswap wallet, but, you know, your mom can at least. And uh, so this 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 really is a huge uh, upgrade and uh, ultimately allows us to scale crypto out to more users and more people going bankless is what we're all here for. Cal, thank you so much for this conversation. Really cool to see. And uh, we're cheering you guys on in the, uh, the conversation, let's call it, not a battle conversation with, uh, exactly. Apple and, uh, your, your gatekeeping <laughs> web two companies here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Oh, we promised one thing though, before we let oh, you yes. go, right. can we show that QR code? Cause I want to scan it. Um, <laughs> I don't have, <laughs> I don't have a wallet yet. Uh, so I'm going to race everybody. So g- give us the context. Are there a hundred invites
2: for this thing right now? I believe so. I believe this link is going to be a hundred. Um, so okay. scan away and then like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, follow us on Twitter, get on the discord. I think, you know, we don't have that many more. There's a cap to how many people we can actually add to the uh, test flight, but, um,
1: Ooh, here you it know, is. we'll here get it. you on. Yeah.
2: Hold a steady. We'll
1: get you on. And, uh, so then you scan it and then when you uh, view it and you an scan it, start so, testing.
2: So yeah, what that'll do is give you, bring you to a page um, that says, you know, you know, uh, start testing. You have to have, you have to be on iOS to start and you have to install the test flight, uh, app, which is an Apple app that uh, you may already have installed. Um, once that's installed, you just hit get and it'll download the Uniswap wallet and you'll have it in your, in your hands. I got it
1: only 99 left now, maybe less. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Cal. Uh, We will include links in the show notes to this, but uh, get it while it's hot, not too many downloads left. Uh, That's it guys, bankless listeners. Gotta end with risks and disclaimers, of course. None of this was financial advice. ETH is risky, crypto is risky, so is DeFi, so are wallets. You could lose what you put in, but we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the bankless journey. Thanks a lot.
2: Thank you guys.